You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Monday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's awesome episode with Iowa punter Tory Taylor is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And again, on today's show, we are joined by punter Tory Taylor. Before we get into that, though, if you are concerned about the recruiting class 2022, Check out our podcast yesterday. We give you reasons why you shouldn't be concerned and what would make this class truly shine and sparkle and also tell you about why this class is already good as is, or at least the people we have in the class are phenomenal athletes and we are very excited to have them join the Iowa football program. But again, that being all said, let's hop into our interview with Tori Taylor right now. All right, y'all. I'm honored to be joined here by Iowa's punter, uh, first team all Big Ten punter, Tori Taylor. Tori, man, it is a pleasure. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks very much for having me on. I'm uh, looking forward to to chatting and um, telling you all about my journey and things like that. But yeah, thanks again for having me on. Absolutely, man. I feel like uh, we should start calling this kind of like the segue to Australian punters, man. I've had Michael on twice. Uh, you've had you've been on. I've never had one position on more times than you guys. So this is oh really? There you awesome, go. Man. It's good to give the specialists some love because uh, as you probably know, we don't get much. So now again, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Um, well, I got actually. Let's just kick it off with that because I feel like Iowa, out of all schools, probably loves their specialist more than yeah. any other school. Have you realized that? Have you like has that come to terms with you at all? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Michael will like, sleepy as I refer to him. Um, kind of told me a bit about it, and I knew um, a specialist. I've always got quite a bit of tension here, obviously, with Keith being here um, as well. Obviously, being the All American and um, good kicker himself um yeah it's good to see the specialists getting some love which is nice as we deserve yeah absolutely man I, <laughs> yeah, yeah i will i will love some good punting man i don't know a single school that's like oh my gosh we just punted the ball 45 yards and get as pumped up as iowa does i know i uh, i love it like i said it's always a good day when specialists are getting some love Absolutely. And um, you actually, so that, you know, you come from Australia, you have, yeah. it seems like a connection or at least a bond with a lot of Australian punters in here. What is that like? Do you, are you all supporting each other? Are you all talking to each other regularly? What is that like for you? Yeah. I mean, there's probably oh, 90 to hundred, 105 guys over here at the moment um, with a lot of guys playing Div 1, Div 2, um, Juco football as well. So yeah, everyone's pretty close. I obviously have um, a few guys that I try and lean on um, for support or just um, it's always good to chat to them. And yeah, I'm close with a lot of guys over here. Um, but it's funny, probably like the the better moments um, of last year, it was obviously great, great to play and experience college football, but probably my better memories were actually seeing the guys after the game that I'd um, trained with back home. It was, it was actually quite special. I, I can only imagine that. Um, and what was that like, you know, coming from Australia to Iowa, um, have you ever been to Iowa before? No, no. So <laughs> um, I think I was I was planning on coming here in April last year, but then obviously COVID hit um, around that time. And then, yeah, that kind of pushed everything back. And then, yeah, I got here um, late, late August last year. So it all happened pretty quickly. 
Yeah. I want to get into what the sales pitch is from, from coach Woods to you, but before we get into that, um, it seems like your entry into pro kick was relatively casual, right? I mean, you obviously have been playing Australian rules football for your whole life. And yeah. when I did some research, it looked like, and please correct me if I'm wrong. You're just like, man, I have a big leg and some people told me to do this. So let's, uh, let's go check this thing out. Is that really how casual it was for you to get into pro kick or was there something else to yeah. it? No, that that's pretty much it. I mean, um, when I was playing Australian football, I wasn't playing it um, at a special um, level or, or anything like that. But I'd always kind of thought that I was a relatively big kick. And um, dudes kind of made like small little jokes here. They're like, oh, you should give punny a go. And I never really thought um, much of it. And then I saw that a guy I went to um, school with, Xavier Sabotch, he was the punter at App State. And I kind of thought, oh, well, like this might be all right. And then I got in contact with the guys at pro kick and um, went down for an assessment as um, all guys do. And they kind of said, Oh, like, look, if you put in the time and the work, um, you've certainly got what it takes. And then, yeah, I kind of undenied for a while. And then it really just came down to the fact that I was like, well, what have I got to lose? It's such a good opportunity. I don't want to look, um, look back in 20 years time and go, Oh damn, I should have done that. So yeah, it all, um, to answer your question, yeah, it was all really just a, <laughs> one of those things where I was like, oh, well, I'll give it a go. If it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, at least I can say I've given it a crack. Absolutely, man. And what was that sales pitch for Coach Woods? He came down there, obviously saw yeah. you punt. How did he sell you on uh, A, going to the United States, and B, going to Iowa? I'm from Iowa. I love the state. But uh, I got to be honest, it's sometimes hard to sell to people who are not familiar with Iowa. Yeah, I think – I mean, he didn't really have to sell much because I knew Iowa was such a, a big college football program. But I think like the biggest thing for me was um, Coach Woods was like one of the nicest guys I know. And um, he just almost really made um, me feel as if like I was like going into like the Iowa football family and I'm a big family person. Um, so that was kind of probably the biggest thing for me was, and me and coach would just got along like a house on fire. So he did, he really, he really didn't have, um, didn't really have to pitch much to me cause I was already pretty set on it. To be honest, I was really just like grateful to, um, get the opportunity and, and get the offer. Um, but I kind of didn't realize like how, I guess, big and like serious it was until I got here. Cause I mean, we're trying Obviously, everyone talks about it, but you never really know what it's like until you're here and you're in the moment. But yeah, Co Coach Woods didn't really have to um, pitch much because I already knew I was a big time program. I mean, it's Big Ten. They've been um, however many number of wins over the last 20 years under Coach Ferrans and countless amount of bowl games. There really wasn't much to it, to be honest. It was a pretty easy decision. Man, it seems like it was pretty seamless all around. And then you jump into Big Ten play, and all of a sudden you're just lighting the world on fire. And, you know, your very first Big Ten game, and you're crushing it. So um, for you, what was that welcome to the Big Ten moment or welcome to college football moment where you're like, holy crap, I'm doing this? Um, I mean, probably obviously Purdue being my first game. It's funny. I kind of walked out, um, got off the bus and walked out and um, walked up this little hill, and you can um, kind of – it's like an open look at the stadium. I was like, oh, wow. Um, these stadiums are a lot bigger than what they look like <laughs> on TV, even though I'd seen Kinnick and things like that. Um, but I think probably um, the biggest moment for me was probably um, the Minnesota game um, for me, just because it was cold. Um, it was a little windy. Um, it was pretty tough conditions. And there was just a couple of um, tricky punts that I kind of executed and, 
um, that kind of made me think that like, well, yeah, I can do this. So, and it kind of meant a lot because all the guys on the team are really getting around me. And that was almost like, yeah, welcome to um, big 10 football. But yeah, Purdue was probably, I was just like, wow, like this is a uh, pretty surreal, but at the same time, like I've, I've been kicking a football for 15, 20 years. It really wasn't anything new. It was just the fact that these big dudes and, in shoulder pads and, and a helmet were running at me, trying to get me. <laughs> That's fair. Um, all right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and get back to you in just a few moments. I do want to tell you about this episode being brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for our local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the com- counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only a brand their warehouses happen to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. I saved $50 by buying two engineer filters from rockauto.com as opposed to going to the brick and mortar store and they sent it directly to my door. It took me less than five minutes to find. That's as much time as it would take you to actually drive to the store itself. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. At any point, were you nervous or do you feel like the fact that you, you know, and you've talked about this in some press conferences, you almost weren't even aware of some of the, um, the gravity of certain situations. Did that help you yeah. reduce the nerves or do you feel like that made you more nervous going into some of those situations? Uh, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't get nervous. Um, but like I said, I mean, I've, I've been king of football for, 50, 20, for 15, 20 years, and I just tried to simplify it as much as I can. Like for me, it's the most complicated game I've ever um, experienced or watched or even thought about. So I just tried to simplify it as much as I could. And at the end of the day, I was really just catching the football and, and kicking it, like, which, like I said, I'd, I'd been doing for um, my whole, whole life up until the, um, up until the day. But um, I was a little bit nervous um, just because of the repercussions, um, I guess, of, of, a, of a bad punt. And I get, you're always thinking about the negative. That's only human. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a big believer in, in the fact that I'm going to have to do it So eventually. So, like, what's the point in worrying about it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, And I think that's kind of something that I realized as the season went on. I was like, okay, look, I'm actually semi-okay at this. Um, and things just um, started to get easier and easier. Uh, semi-okay is a very, very humble way of saying how well you performed last year. Uh, you had a Ray Guy Award type of season. Uh, you were all Big Ten conference punter. Uh, saying you're semi-okay is uh, – I love that. <laughs> I love that humility. But uh, uh, come on, man. We, we all thought that was a pretty amazing season. Uh, I mean – yeah, I don't know. I don't really the whole like individual um, accolades. I know um, to me don't really like really matter that much because at the end of the day, it's, it's a team sport, um, and usually um, that stuff usually takes care of itself. But I'm kind of more so just like ma- all about making um, my teammates proud and my family proud and all the coaches that have invested a lot of time and um, into me. And yeah, I'm just grateful to be here. Um, so all the, all those individual stuff, it, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, Love it. In saying that, after the season, it was kind of good to um, 
look back and reflect on a couple of things and it was almost as if like, yeah, okay, um, what I'm doing isn't too bad. And it's almost make, makes all those hard times worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about reflecting back. Let's reflect back for just one more moment here. What was your favorite moment of the entire season? Or oh, favorite moment of the entire season. Um, or favorite punt, either one. I'd say probably, I think it was my um, punt in the third quarter against um, Minnesota because obviously windy and, and cold and um, we kind of had a little bit of a lead and I kind of just went out and thought, well, if I can um, hit a punt inside the 15, I'll, uh, I'll be pretty happy because I know it'll set up my team um, going forward. And then I managed to kick the ball and I think out of bounds at the four or five. Um, so that was probably um, one of the better moments for me. But like I said before, the best moments were um, seeing my friends after the game, like the guys that I'd trained with um, back home. And it's obviously difficult being over here um, by yourself, but to see those other guys um, was was awesome as well. Absolutely, man. And again, you talk about reflecting back. Now you're looking forward. What are some, I know you've talked about this before, but what are some of the big things you're working on this summer uh, going into this upcoming season? Uh, probably just the traditional spiral punt. Um, has been my biggest focus because uh, I know obviously to progress um, career-wise, um, the guys in the NFL love the spiral punt. There's not much um, rugby that really goes on. So um, that's kind of been my, my biggest focus. Um, I think last year as well um, with the with the conditions, um, some people don't really realise it. Like it. I mean, you do, but some people don't realise like the ball actually doesn't travel as far <laughs> in the cold, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to playing this in nicer weather in the, in the earlier parts of the season. But yeah, my biggest focus has um, been the traditional spiral punt. Just yeah, like I said, to kind of progress, um, you need to be able to execute those sort of punts. Definitely. When you look at your stats, even uh, you started off 44.2 point or 44.2 yards per kick, 49, 45, 44, 44, 40, 42, 42 yeah. as you get into December, man, the cold. And then that's, I think the, one of the cool things about Iowa is you get the opportunity to kick in, uh, to be honest, some crappy weather, some cold weather, some weather that's going to place you in situations that maybe don't make you the most comfortable, but definitely prepare you um, better for the long term. Um, we do have a lot of people on here. So uh, have you ever met Matt Vandenberg, former Iowa wide receiver? Oh, no, I have not. No. Okay. Definitely. Um, if you ever get a chance, definitely talk to him. He's in the Iowa city area, but he joins the show yeah. uh, every Monday yeah. after a game to talk through um, some recap and analysis with me. Yeah, cool. And one of the things we realized there's a lot of people on this show or that listen to the show who don't know some of the, the finer points, which is, which is fair and understandable. Can you walk me through a spiral punt and what are the nuances behind it? Uh, what is, you know, what makes it more difficult maybe than doing the rugby punt? And also what makes it more of a value add to your arsenal? Well, I think with the spiral punt, it, it stays in the air for longer. Um, and when the ball's spiraling a certain way, it almost pierces um, through the wind and it, and it goes further. Um, but it, it's kind of it's kind of funny. A, a, lot of, a lot of guys here, um, like the Australians, we've been doing the rugby punt forever, whereas the hardest thing for us is learning how to spiral, where it's almost um, reverse for guys over here. Um, they've been growing up um, kicking a spiral and um, the rugby side of things is the hardest part for them. But yeah, in terms of the spiral punt, it stays in the air for longer, um, which obviously means there's more time for my guys to get down there. Um, and it obviously goes further because it's almost just 
piercing through the air, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that does. Um, and you talk about giving your time, guys time to get down there. Terry Roberts was a phenomenal gunner for you guys last year. Um, how close were you with Terry, man? Yeah, I'm really close. And honestly, like I've said this before, probably not so much in the public, but I, I have um, said it to Terry. I mean, the easy like it's easy for me to go out there and, and, and punt the ball because, like I said, it, I've been doing it for 15, 20 years. But the hardest thing is Terry's he's trying to get past four or five dudes in his way um and he yeah he's screaming down there um trying to cover my punt so really it was um i owe a lot of credit to terry because he made some of my um turned some of my not so good punts into okay ones so yeah i was really lucky and and, um, my housemate ivory kelly martin as well and and guys like henry marquise as well um yeah they they were really helpful um so yeah I i owe a lot of credit to them All right, y'all, one more break before we get to our third and final segment talking to Tori Taylor. Just a reminder that we actually are going to be breaking this up into two interviews because Tori Taylor was such a good dude to talk to. We talked for about 40 minutes, so our second part of this interview is coming tomorrow, actually, on Wednesday. So make sure to check that out as well if you want to listen to more from our Iowa punter, Tori Taylor. That being said, let's get into a few announcements a few advertisements because that is how our show keeps on going we are sponsored by built bar built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar i can personally attest to the amazing deliciousness that these built bars bring to the table they have everything they have a sweet they got a salty they got a fruity and all these bars are covered in 100 chocolate my favorite flavor though is white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles it comes with 17 grams of protein and a 140 calorie bar four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Not only is it delicious, it's also fantastically nutritious for you as well. It's perfect for a midday pick-me-up, a post-workout snack. Even for me, I use it as a breakfast supplement. I eat that with my glass of milk, and it is a great way to start my day eating something that delicious and also that good for me. So get your hands on a Built Bar today. I highly recommend it. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off your next order, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And there are so many sports going on right now. I know it might seem a little slow without college football or college basketball or college baseball, but BetOnline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and the basketball tournament is coming up. They have everything you could possibly want to bet on, including UFC and MMA action as well. So before the next pitch or the next tip-off, head over to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information today. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get Get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, a couple of those guys. I mean, if they fumble the ball and we don't have a guy down there, there's not much that's going to happen. Yeah, gonna pick it up and run with it. But uh, yeah, and I mean, Terry got um, a couple of turnovers for himself as well. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really lucky that that those yeah. guys are on my side. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, that's, like I said, special teams is, uh, no one can appreciate special teams more than an Iowa fan, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so going into this upcoming season, uh, I want to talk about that a little bit, but the big thing this off season was name image likeness. So obviously I had reached out to you cause I was like, I would love to have you promote the show. I think that'd be really cool. i um, big fan of obviously your, your punting game. And I'm um, again, talked to Michael a couple of times and he's a good dude. So, uh, try to follow punting as close as I can. No, appreciate um, it. But you can't do that. So can you maybe walk me through, if you're allowed to, uh, what is uh, NIL for international players? 
So I actually didn't even really know this in, until last week um, because I didn't really, I wasn't really worrying about the whole name, image and likeness because at the end of the day, I said like, yeah, it's a good opportunity for people to make a little bit of money. Um, but the way I see it is if you're good enough, you'll make the money eventually. Um, so I didn't really um, buy into it much or, or anything like that. But yeah, unfortunately, um, as part of, um, my visa obligations. I, uh, yeah, I'm not allowed to partake in the whole um, NIL stuff. But to be completely honest, I, it doesn't like I don't really care. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. doesn't really bother me. Um, but That's yeah, like, yeah, like I'm really happy to um, to help guys out um, wherever they need it. Um, yeah, man. I don't. Yeah, because like I said, if you're really good enough, you you'll make the money eventually. Yeah, man. And uh, you, you kind of alluding to something that I wanted to ask you about is the goal to get to the NFL. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I know at the end of the day, um, NFL is not forever and um, it's not going to like define me whether I make it or, or not, because um, like I said, I just really in, enjoy the experience here and um, I've met so many great people and the Iowa football networking, I know will um, only benefit me um, in the future. So that, the NFL is obviously the goal. Um, but like for now, I'm really just focusing on what I can do today. So. Yeah, man. The Hawkeye football family is, uh, is amazing. I don't know if you saw the fundraiser recently for a former Hawkeye. Yeah, but... I did. Yeah. That kind of opened my eyes. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I, what I um, alerted to at the start was just like the whole family atmosphere here. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a great place to be and I'm really lucky. Yeah, man. Um, and what are you, I mean, obviously we're going to be seeing Kinnick packed. Uh, are you, A, are you excited for that? I'm assuming the answer is yes, but um, have you ran into any fans on the streets? Are there Iowa people that have gone up to you and said anything to you? Have you had any of those uh, fan experiences that have kind of woken your eyes to how passionate Hawkeye fans are? Uh, I mean, every now and then um, I will, but I mean, I'm really just a punter, so um but i uh i spoke to a lot of fans and um i guess they really appreciate what i do especially after the um open practices we had um which was nice because that was really my first interaction with fans um so like you said before it's uh it's good that um the specialists are are getting some love which is nice um but yeah like i said i'm just a punter so i don't have too many run-ins with fans but i mean i kind of like to keep it that way because i'm a pretty reserved and quiet person um but in saying that, I do love talking and, and meeting new people. So, um, yeah, if anyone's listening, don't don't be shy to, like, say hello because, um, yeah, I love it. I love it, man. Um, and I, I kind of jumped ahead of this, forgot to even bring this up. But back in Australia, what were you doing prior to coming over here? Uh, so, yeah, I was working, um, doing, like, domestic construction. Um, yeah, I was doing that um, when I got out of high school and then, like this opportunity came up a couple of years ago. And like I said, I kind of ummed and art and I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. Um, and then I thought, well, if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, like why not just go and, and give this a go? And um, I'm just a big believer in, in giving things a crack. And then, yeah, I, I kind of just um, went from there. But yeah, I was working back home. I thought about going to university and then um, I saw there was an opportunity to get free education and um, kick a football in front of, hundreds of thousands every week. I thought, well, why not? Yeah, man. And what are you studying right now? Uh, I'm doing uh, sports management, but also uh, I'm thinking about, um, I do a couple of psychology um, classes as well. So that's also on my mind. Awesome. And if you weren't to get to the NFL, what would be um, 
obviously you didn't like the the domestic construction aspect or the d- domestic construction route. So what would you want to do if you weren't in the NFL after your college? Uh, I've always wanted to be a firefighter actually. So okay. um, if football doesn't work out, um, that's probably the line of take or um, somewhere along the psychology um, line of work, just cause I, I like talking to people and, and love helping people. That's awesome, man. Um, and how, how tough has it been to not see your family? Have you seen your family at all since you've, uh, so I, uh, I was actually fortunate enough that I could go back in May. Um, I still had to quarantine, um, for a couple of weeks. We were stuck in the hotel for a couple of weeks, which was obviously yeah, great fun. But yeah, I was fortunate enough to go back in May for just over a month and, and see everyone. So it was uh, great to see my family cause I'd obviously missed them a lot. Um, so yeah, it went back into winter. So this is actually the first summer I've seen for probably 18 months. That's amazing, man. Um, and were you homesick at all? Was it tough being away from them that long? I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Um, but like I said, like this is almost um, my home away from home now. Like the, the guy, like the guys on the team, um, they're just like they're the best people. They're always looking out for me, especially the coaches. Like I've become really um, close with a lot of coaches um, on the team as well, and they're always really looking out for me. Um, and there's been a lot of conversations that have really helped me. So yeah, I get homesick um, at times, but like me and you are now, it's you're basically face to face and it's really just yeah. a phone call um, and it kind of sets you on your way and it's all good. All right, y'all. And that does do it for part one of our interview with Tori Taylor. A big shout out to Tori for joining the show. He was very open and willing to talk about literally everything. I promise you, if you loved part one, you're going to absolutely love part two. And part two will be dropping tomorrow. So make sure to check that out. The best way to make sure you get that content delivered directly to your smart device is to subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at. And also make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's where we are dropping all of the information and nuggets that we are going to be having from a show perspective. And also we're just staying up to date on the Iowa news that's popping up. So make sure to check that out as well. If you do want more Locked On content though, and you did not get your fix with just the Locked On Hawkeyes, check out the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. And that will do it for our show today. Remember to tune in tomorrow as we join Tor Taylor again for part two of our interview with him. And if you like the show, give us that five-star review. Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you tuning in. Have a fantastic Tuesday. And as always, let's go Hawks.